Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm Nelia Hutt, and I am so excited to be joined today by Brooke Yancey. Welcome, Brooke, to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Me too. So Brooke is a life and business coach. She's a speaker and also a mastermind facilitator. She helps female entrepreneurs transform their life and business to feel free, aligned, and abundant. I love that because feeling aligned is so crucial. So yeah, let's jump right in. And, you know, Brooke, if you could tell us a little bit about what is or what does cosmic two by fours mean? (laughs) Well, so the cosmic two by four that we were talking about is this idea that, so sometimes we get these nigglings in our heart and in our souls, right? Like we get, it's like, we know that there's something more for us. We know that our soul is meant to do something more, to wake up to something, maybe to to change. In my case, it's often been to move to a different place or launch a new business or, um, and sometimes it can be difficult for us to make those changes or we wait, we stall, we procrastinate, all the fears come up. And sometimes it takes a cosmic two by four to do that. So in my case, a cosmic two by four has been a huge fire that's ripped through the city and evacuated a hundred thousand people. So like, this is like a cosmic, like if you think of a two by four, like whacking you, right? <laughs> like, whoa. Um, for a lot of people, COVID has been that cosmic two by four, myself included. You know, things like a, a divorce, mm. a death of a loved one, um, a loss of a job, you know, all so cosmic two by fours are like where the universe just takes us and shakes us mm-hmm. in a lot. Of, and often it comes at a time where either we're, we're connecting with, you know, our intuition, spirit source creator um, and asking for something more we're feeling like something's coming but we haven't taken that step so the universe is like okay we'll help them we'll mm-hmm. help this person right? i love that term and, though yeah. so powerful yeah it's so descriptive totally it's a, it's a visual for sure <laughs> <laughs> so i know you're very passionate about talking about nurturing of yourself and just taking care of yourself yeah so nurturing ourselves. I mean, it all starts with us. So many people and myself more in the past, although we're all human um, included, spend a lot of time beating ourselves up, being really hard on ourselves, 
doing things for other people, extending ourselves, giving, 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 doing, doing, doing for everyone else um, or on autopilot. But when we nurture ourselves, when we turn it back inwards and we start to fill up our cup first, we then can start to give and show up from the world from that overflow. So by nurturing ourselves, we're actually um, showing up better than if we were, right? Like we're showing up more fully, Mm. more alive. And we start to activate other people. Like if for the people who want to be really like inspiring or build a business that inspires people, activate yourself first. And automatically the people around you also activate themselves. You know, nourish yourself first. And automatically people around are like, oh, wow, you made that decision. I can do that too. So we lead by example. Absolutely. Like, I feel like, why would people take our advice or why would people, you know, follow in our footsteps if we don't believe in ourselves? Like, that's not a good testimonial. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, if we're often, you know, as if you're a mother, like mothers give, give, give to their kids. And that's great. We need to love on those kids. And But when we can nourish ourselves and give from the overflow, they get so much more of us rather than the leftovers that we're often giving, right? And the exhaustion and the depletion. Leftovers, yes, I completely agree. That's a great way to to explain it. Thank you. Totally. Or even with like clients as a coach, you know, it's like filling up myself, embodying the work. And then it's almost like automatically my clients can calibrate to that. And they also start to be like, oh, okay, if she's doing this and she's acting in this way and she has success and she's vibrant, I'm going to try that on. Mm. I'm going to give that a try. So what are some of the ways that you give to yourself? I spend a lot of time in the woods and by the ocean. I live in Vancouver, so I go hiking a lot, um, dancing, I have a background. I traveled internationally teaching dance and training instructors. And I, um, I also integrated into a lot of my programs and, and, and movement is such a big one for me. And when I'm doing it for, when I'm teaching, it's actually very much for me for the most part, but I also take time to just put music on and move or down at the beach. I will put my headphones in and move. I have an incredible community and group of, of like heart-led entrepreneurs, coaches, healers here in Vancouver. So spending time with them, having the conversations is really soul-nourishing. Eating vibrant foods that nurture my body is, is one of my top priorities. So I, I rarely fill my body with crap, uh, except if it's a treat. <laughs> And things like baths and reading and taking downtime. I, I struggled with that a lot, especially in launching my last business, which teaches yoga and dance to kids in schools all over British Columbia. I have a whole team of instructors. And when I first launched that, I was just working my butt off, do, 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 and making it happen. And we did achieve success and we, I, that business is still thriving and it's great. But 
I've learned that I, the more that I give to myself and the more that I rest and the more that I delegate all of the things that I don't love doing, my business works better. My life works better. My health is better. And then I have more free time, which is how I launched the coaching business is because I was actually just giving to myself, nourishing my body. And the people are like, well, what, what is it that you're doing? Because you're not burnt out anymore. Uh You're thriving. And so a lot of that was actually giving myself permission to rest, to do, you know, massages, go to the Scandinav spa, some of my favorite things, and just taking that downtime, which my high functioning self resisted for a very long time. (laughs) Right. But I mean, look at you now, you are thriving. It sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I feel that. Great. Sounds so healthy. I think I need to do a little bit. I thought I did a lot till I heard all the beautiful things you're doing for yourself. So I do think I need to do a little bit more. (laughs) Thank you. Well, we're all a work in progress, right? And, and I still go through seasons where I'm go, go, go and busy and have to remind myself and I'm getting better at it. But it's been a focus Mm. of of mine for the last few years, because I hit really bad adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, It was another two by four, a cosmic two by four where I couldn't ignore my needs more. I couldn't just drink another coffee and keep going. Like I had to start taking that time and listen to my body when it was tired to rest versus like, let's take another coffee and just keep going. Yeah. Just fake (laughs) energy, right? Totally. That's why I love when you say the word alignment, you know, to align yourself, not just with with your needs, but also you said you have a great group of friends. You need to align yourself with the right people too. Everything plays a great part in, in growth, right? Absolutely. And there's, you know, so much evidence that who we're surrounded by dictates, you know, how we show up in life. I know for my friends, what are the things that we do for fun? We have dance parties, which is great. (laughs) We have women's groups and new moon ceremonies and walks along the beach and hikes and kayaking. It's very much centered around very healing and healthy activities versus I know at a time I lived in Toronto where it was, and not saying Toronto was bad. Mm -hmm. It was just that phase of my life where I was a bartender and I was drinking a lot and partying a lot and staying up till four in the morning and, you know, sleeping in. And yeah. That catches up with you real quick, doesn't it? <laughs> totally. And it was, and, and I wasn't having those soul enriching conversations. Like the conversations I have every single day with my friends are like, are deep. There's, you know, we're all moving forward and building our businesses. And when that's your conversation, you're infused with that that's beautiful you you end up thriving yeah that's so beautiful thank you can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the work that you're doing because I understand from our previous conversation that you're doing some remarkable work internationally yeah so I would love to tell you <laughs> I, <laughs> I'd love to hear been... it awesome So in 2011, I found myself in a small community in Kenya. I was just a few years at a university and I had done some volunteer trips in university. And so I ended up in Kenya because I really loved doing international volunteer work. And I thought we were working on a school and helping them build a school. And the first day I ended up in Kenya, 
we were working with the, this organization called Living Positive that works with women and kids with HIV AIDS. And so the school is where the kids go to in the slum and the organization helps women nurse them back to health, helps them get, you know, take, learn about their medication and helps them heal mentally, emotionally, and spiritually helps them build businesses and then gives them microloans. And so the first day we're meeting the, it's incredible, incredible organization. And the first day we were there, we were going around sharing what we did for a living. And I said, well, I teach dance and I, I help people heal in their bodies through dance. And the women were like, will you dance with us? <laughs> wow. And I thought, well, well, I thought you were going to teach me some dances, but okay. And we did. It was very much a jam session, but I wasn't expecting to go there and teach them dance. Like that wasn't even really on my radar. I don't even think I brought speakers because it was just so, I thought we would dance with them maybe to some drums, <laughs> you know, but, but I started to share my medicine, my gifts and they loved it. And every day they're like, can we dance again today? And they just wanted to dance every day. And so my team, I was actually leading this, this team and they were working on the school. And it's so interesting because one, one of the girls on the team was like, Brooke doesn't even want to build this school. She just wants to dance with the women. <laughs> and I was like, well, I feel like that's a better utilization of my gifts than, than like painting a school. I'm just not that great at those right. things, but I'm awesome at getting people <laughs> dancing, you know? Um, and funny enough, the organization had set the similar feedback to me saying, your team is so obsessed with building the school. They're not taking the time to create relationships with the women. And so I just sit down with the team and remind them that like, sure, we're, we're helping them with a school, but we're also hiring local contractors. Like we're, we're creating jobs for them and we're really here to get to know people, to build relationships with them. Like we're not coming to Kenya to save anyone. In fact, they're probably going to, they are probably going to give us yes, more. Yes, I, I hear that give, a lot. You know? Yes. You know, like we're, I'm here to understand who is it, what is it that they need? I had no idea that dance would be so healing for them, for their bodies. Like their bodies started to heal. I trained a few of the women to teach it so that they could continue to dance. And it tra it's transformed their health and their bodies because, you know, traditional dance is such a part of, you know, a lot of African culture, but like anyone else, when you've been raped and abused and struggling financially and turning to prostitution or drugs to like survive, like in the slums, it's, it's a hard life. You're in complete survival mode. There's not a ton of dancing that happens anymore. There's a big disconnect in the body. So we, it became, it was really, really healing for them. And, and then over the years, you know, I, I'd come back to Canada and I'd share with some of my friends and they were like, I'd love to go or, you know, let's talk, let's teach them. The women were asking about nutrition and why we were drinking water every day from our water bottles. So we started talking to them about, you know, how important it is to drink clean water. And we gave them all our water bottles and when we left and, and so we had a water project and we started talking about nutrition because you know, they were eating ugali, which is like a national food, but it's really just cornstarch mixed with water. It's a filler. There's no nutritional value, but this is what they can afford. It's a dollar. It feeds their whole family and, you know, it, for a few days. So 
we started to teach them about nutrition on the second trip and we built a sustainable garden and we worked with a local organization who really understood the ground there and the, the weather and, you know, the way things grow in Kenya. And we built a sustainable garden that then turned into a farm. Wow. And that it's, it's wild what this, or, this organization just takes things and flies. Like they're such a beautiful, beautiful souls. And they now have a chicken project that generates income for the women and for the organization. They have kale. They love their kale. They hate it at first, but they, <laughs> they eat kale. They call it skooma week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have this dish. And, you know, they have fish because they learned that omega-3s were good for their bodies and for um, HIV AIDS, but they can't afford uh, supplements. So they got fish. And just so many things have come out of this project and the evolution of showing up and listening. What is it that you need? And then realizing that I have more resources and connections than they do. And I am an activator in life. So I'd always come back and usually, I'm also a manifester in human design. If you know anything about human design, I'm obsessed. Manifestors often can really just like ignite things to happen. So I'd come back and I'd just be having conversations with people without expectation. And people were like, I want to do this, or I want to come back with this. This is, you know, and so over the years, we've grown this farm and grown the project and grown, the school has grown. So it can take in more kids in the slums. Because a lot of kids, when a lot of kids can't afford to be in school and in countries like Kenya, you have to pay to be in school or you get put in a governmental school where there's like 80 to a hundred kids per class. It's really dirty. It's not a good, there's not a lot of future and you're still living in the slums. So a lot of times kids will get sold into the child trafficking or all of a sudden they end up in, in the drug slight like it's it's a really serious and intense place so putting them in boarding schools where they have a chance where it's like clean water and fresh food and few meals a day and, and the focus is school is really important but they've also created this school in the slum um and which is really amazing for these kids so anyways and and there's like 10 kids to 30 kids per class like a regular school so anyways I, I digress, but there's the project has just continued to evolve. And this year we were supposed to go down there and build um, an entrepreneurship school. So right now the organization works with the local women and it's great, but they can only take something like 20 women a year. And they've transformed so many lives doing that over the last 15 years, but you know, ready for more impact. So we were about to build a huge entrepreneurship school and it was, yeah. And then COVID hit. So Cosmic 2 by 4 I know we will be going there very soon and raising money for that, but that got put on pause. Sounds amazing. I love what you're doing down there. It's such, wow, life-changing, you know? And sometimes you don't really know what they need unless you ask. Like, we can assume being from, from a different country, you know, but until you go there... You might you so it's like you with the dance thing. You were surprised once you once you went that that's what they were gravitating toward, right? Oh, how totally healing not. it was for them. Yeah, totally. how healing totally. and how freeing, and especially like you said, if they didn't, you know, with all with all the oppression and everything, the poverty and everything going on, they probably don't have a lot of time to dance, which is sad because dancing is so freeing. 
it's so it, it can change your mood from anything you know to to happiness and so i i love that i when you were telling that story i could see it you know i could see it in my mind you getting there and and showing them you know you know your dancing and how it impacted them like I could actually visualize that the way you were talking about it yeah oh it's so beautiful and and you're totally right a lot of this is where a lot of international projects can really trip up is where they think they know what the community wants without actually having the conversation and seeing what's actually important to them you know, I've heard of stories of things like water projects, which water products projects are great, but I've heard stories of where they've put these, these wells in the community. So the community doesn't have to walk so far, you know, like the women are walking right. a few hours a day. And when that happens, all of a sudden the women are saying the women are really upset because that was their time of day to connect with one another to create community oh, that was okay. part of the purpose of their day so now they just kind of like sit around you know like so really being mindful of like that was actually really important to them and and I'm sure it wasn't like an eight hour walk a day because I'm sure at some point you have to be like but yeah it's just we have such different priorities and we have such different viewpoints and so that's interesting yeah just, I never thought yeah, of it that way yeah it is interesting sure yeah that makes a lot of sense though because i'm just thinking about what you just said because we were thinking of doing a water project and i thought well yeah we'd be you know obviously we'd be saving hours and hours of work and they could be doing something else but you're right like yeah and just checking in with the community because for some communities it's awesome and it's like exactly what they need or you know it takes days to get water and it's and they're sending their kids so the kids can't go to school. Like there's some, there's some really good projects out there. I've just heard of a few times where it's kind of, it's not actually what they needed. Yeah. It could have been put towards say a farm or, you know, where they could grow food or a cow, you know, something like that. Um, and better, better utilized. So what, what are the, some of the organizations you work with down there? You said one was, um, so one project, the main project that I work with is called Living Positive. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, there's, there's a few other projects that I love, like the Africa Yoga Project, and they teach yoga in, the, in slums across Africa. And we're looking at doing a dance project with them, which will be really neat. Oh, you have such a big heart. I love that you're impacting people. And in Kenya, I'd love to go to Kenya. It's just an incredible what, place. Yeah, just to the see what we so, can do. Oh, yeah. The people are so loving and vibrant and warm. And the culture is really, it's just really beautiful. Beautiful So country. do you, do you welcome anybody on your mission trips? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. I would really like to join. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We, I usually announce them. This last one was with an organization called Artbound, which is out of Toronto. And so Dana had actually, and she runs the organization. She had recruited most of the people, but I'm sure the next, the next one that we do, like, I don't know that everyone will be able to make the next dates when we reschedule this, but yeah, I go quite regularly, pretty much almost every year. That's amazing. So. <laughs> That's awesome. 
I love that. Because yeah. you sound like you have such a great attitude and such a positive vibe and and you help in so many different ways. I know you said you do meditation and you used to be a yoga instructor and, and now you've got this great business that is really um, helping women to transform their life. So what would you say, what would be the best advice you could give a listener that feels stuck? Like how to move forward perhaps or give something to themselves that will get them started, take the first step. Totally. So I love that you asked me this because I'm all about igniting, igniting, ignite your fire is my Facebook group, ignite, because I love that word, ignite, because the first step is a desire, the desire to to do more, be more. Sometimes what paralyzes people and what makes them not move is that they don't even know what that step is. So maybe they have a desire, but they don't know what it looks like. Maybe they right. have a desire to do more in their life, to to have a, to work a job or have a business that really lights them up, but they don't even know where to start. And that can be really that can be really scary. So move, get out there, and try different things that lights you up, and just just getting out into the world. Or even at home when we're um, stuck at home, you know, just trying different things and seeing if you enjoy it or not. Getting yourself outside of your comfort zone is such a, a great way to start to stretch yourself. So much of the things that I've done, like Kenya, was like it came from a desire. And and then I just started talking about it. And I reached out to a few friends who had done volunteer trips and I just said, hey. I'm interested in going to Kenya. Are you like, are you interested? Do you know of anyone else? Like it just started to happen. So start to also talk about it. Start to share with people around you. Like I'm looking to ignite my soul. I'm looking for things that light me up. What lights you up? Start asking those questions. What lights you up? Look towards the people, like whether it be on social media or in your life that, that are doing things that inspire you. And figure out how you can, you know, maybe it's dance. Figure out how you can take a dance class or kayaking. Like, figure out where you can go and rent a kayak, you know? There's so many different ways. But often when we start yes. to move, we start to take steps outside of our, our patterns. So often what ends up happening is we relive the same or a similar day over and over and over again. And then we feel stuck. And we don't know how to get out of it. So really what you need is a pattern interrupt to be like, okay, can I do something different today? Ooh, this is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to, you know, go for a, go to a dance class or to go to a my my Thai class because I want to learn my Thai, right? Like all these, it's, it's, it can be really nerve wracking when you are in your patterns and when you're in your day to day that's really consistent and you know what's going to happen. But when we start to move, the universe starts to shift, you know, for things we were talking about being surrounded by a community of people who light you up, start showing up to places where those people might hang out. I built this community in Vancouver by showing up to things that interested me, you know, showing up to yoga classes or to programs 
um, conscious relationship training is where I met my now husband. You know, I started to show up to these places where I knew conscious, open people would be. Of course, it is a little bit more difficult now because we can't get out into the world, but showing up to places online, whether it be, you know, Facebook groups or courses and programs that interest you, signing up for them, meeting different people of similar interests, you start to build networks and you start to build communities. And when we're surrounded by those people, it's so much easier to stay in that mindset and to be reminded of who we are and where we're going and to start to get clear on what is my mission? What is my purpose? Which is also ever evolving, you know, at different stages in my life, my purpose was to like heal through dance and then working with kids, we're going to heal schools through dance. You know, that's with my current business, like healing schools through dance. And now I'm more like, how can I help entrepreneurs ignite and align their business with their goals and their, with their dreams and with their heart and with their soul. So they feel soul led so that every day they feel lit up instead of drained by their business. And so purposes also change. And I think this is where sometimes we can really dim ourselves is like what's my purpose I don't know my purpose so I'm not gonna make a move <laughs> and it's like no start to move sometimes my purpose is to be a really great wife to my husband and sometimes my purpose is to be the best aunt to my niece and my nephews some days right and it's just like this is my purpose for today or to have a really great conversation and help a friend through a breakup like our purpose is we have you know, small daily purposes and also like the big overarching like legacies that are ever evolving. They start out often a bit smaller and Mm -hmm. they start to snowball and get bigger and bigger as we move forward. Like, I love what you're saying because it's true. Like when you start, I do like the word ignite as well. It's just sparks that instant, like from nothing to go, you know, in like a second. I love that. Um, yeah, your first step you said was desire. Like that is so true. And and when you were talking about schedule like your schedule, sometimes you don't realize you're in a rut and every day's like the groundhog day, right? Oh, <laughs> and you don't and hey. know that. But you know, we've all heard before the saying that even a change in schedules is good as a break, right? But that's Hello. so true. Absolutely. We get stuck in doing the same thing for the same reasons at the same time, you know, at the same place. And really life becomes really boring. You know? totally. And there's no and impact then- and there's, there, there isn't anything. And sometimes it could be the smallest thing. And then you love the feeling you get from that. And then it becomes a bigger part. And next thing you know, your whole life is different and you love it. Totally. And it's always just taking that next right step. Like, you know, it's like spirit guiding you, like go here. Okay. This is interesting. Wow. I met some cool people. Neat. And then they invited me to this other thing. (laughs) That's been happening to me a lot the last few months. Like it's phenomenal when you, when you open yourself up to conversations that you normally wouldn't have, when you talk to people that you normally aren't, you know, attracted to for whatever reason, things happen. Oh, totally. And it's just amazing the way everything aligns with with what's meant to be, right? That's awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) I agree. I agree. And trusting that there's a bigger plan. Like we all have a bigger plan on this planet than to just pay Mm -hmm. your bills and die, right? Like we all have a bigger plan. 
And yes, yeah, yeah. And it's just trusting that it's there and starting to have the courage because it does take courage to get outside your comfort zone. It really does. And I honor that it can be so scary to try new things, but having that courage, like the universe rewards courage. That's why we're so enamored by people who, you know, have overcome these big things, but they did it anyways. And you're like, how did you do that? Like if, if I would have had half of that stuff happen to me, I would have shut down and gone back to my comfortable life. Yeah. You've got to be open and realize that failure is going to happen too. Right. I mean, obviously we're all getting knocked down over and over before we can rise up, but we keep going. Totally. Yeah. And just keep walking, keep putting yourself out there. Keep trying new things. It's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, Fort McMurray and what happened? Like you said, you moved around a lot and. Oh yeah. So, so this is a story. This is a story about definitely listening to your soul, your soul's calling and and the cosmic two by four hit me <laughs> in this one for sure. So I really feel like I am spirit led. So a lot of people, you know, believe in different things, spirit, the universe, creator, higher self, you know, soul, all of those things, soul led. Um, I like spirit led. Mm-hmm. And when I was, so I moved up to Fort McMurray for a guy, as many people do. And <laughs> if you know anything about Fort McMurray, <laughs> um, also, also because I needed a change in my life. I was living in Toronto at the time and I was just feeling stuck. And he got a job up there, my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And, and I had a network marketing business at the time. It was exploding. And I moved up there and also got a job in mental health. And I worked with the youth in the community. And I really loved my job and my business had ex- just expanded so quickly. And, and we were doing really, 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 really well. And then we broke up and I was still really thriving for a while. And then, I don't know, it was one winter, it got dark, the job that I loved, I just didn't love anymore. I became really depressed, um, anxious, overwhelmed. And that winter, I mean, if you know anything about Fort McMurray, it has sunlight for four hours. It's minus 30 for weeks on end in the winter. Like it's, it's a tough place Mm. to be and tough on your mental health. And I kept praying and I really developed a strong relationship with spirit. And I, you know, I kept praying and just being like, you know, I know I meant for more than this and I'm struggling right now. And I feel like I need a change and I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea what my next step is, where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to live. But I, I felt intuitively I could feel in my soul that my soul was ready for a change. And so I kept handing it over to spirit. I'm just like, just show me, just show me what's next. Show me. And one of my best friends lived in Vancouver and she, I would have conversations with her in tears and she's like, I'm just going to fly you here. Cause I'm worried about <laughs> you, you know? And, and I'm normally such like a bubbly, you know, very connected, but I also have, I'm also human. You know, and I had a bout of depression and panic attacks and anxiety. It was really bad. And so 
I kept just handing it over to spirit. And she's like, you know, why don't you move to Vancouver? You will love it here. You used to teach dance in schools. Why don't you launch a business teaching dance here? Like they would love it here. And nobody's doing what you, what you do, which is, it's called dance play. She actually created it. So it's this positive mental health, incredible program. And so Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to move, but maybe I'll move in like May or maybe I'll move in the fall in September to launch this. So this is in like January, February, March. And so I kept, you know, because especially when you're depressed and you're in these low points, it can be really overwhelming to think about then making a big life decision. Right. And so this is where sometimes we can also get um, trapped. And so I kept handing it over to spirit and I was like, just show me, just show me, just show me. And then on May 3rd, 2016, there were forest fires mm-hmm. that ripped through our city. And at the drop of the hat, like I woke up that morning, I went and mentored a few kids because that was part of my job. I went to an Aboriginal drumming circle that I ran with an Indigenous elder um, every Tuesday at noon. And I re- remember going in at lunch and I'd help organize the kids and then I came and it was a normal day and I came out and there had been smoke in the sky for the few days before and I came out but that day was pretty clear and I came out from the school and the sky was black and I was like whoa and there was ashes falling from the sky and it was like a scene from a movie where people were stepping out people were like come stopping their cars at the side of the road getting out and looking up and people were coming out of the Starbucks and the stores and they're looking up at the sky and we're all like oh crap it felt like the apocalypse and I didn't really know what to do oh wow but so I drove to the next school that I was supposed to be at and I walked in and all the kids are crying and they have their backpacks on and they're being funneled into the school gym and I come there and I was like I'm here to like mentor a few kids and the secretary looks at me and she goes didn't you hear we're all being evacuated like fires are ripping through the city I was she's like you need to go get out of here and I was like okay and I got in my car and i I remember calling my boss and just trying to navigate because Fort McMurray is very far north. It's a five-hour drive to Edmonton. So anyways, needless to say, we got evacuated. 100,000 people. I was stranded for a few days. I ended up in Vancouver visiting with and staying with my best one of my best friends. And she looks at me and she's like, do you need a bigger sign? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to move. And I was like, got it. Okay. And I knew that I couldn't ignore this sign. Like I knew here I am in Vancouver and it was hard to leave because I worked in mental health. So my, my ego, my brain, you know, was like, but the kids need me more now more than ever. And one of my friends is like, you know, you have to trust. You've been feeling this calling for a while. You have an opportunity. I was given an opportunity to launch a business here in Vancouver. You have this opportunity. You've in the last two months, cause we were evacuated for two months. I lived with my friend here in the last two months, you've made so many friends here. Like, created a life without like, even knowing it. Totally. And even, even my job was still paying me. Like, literally, I was paid to create a new life. Wow. Incredible. And I was like, okay, I have to take this leap. And I did. And it was one of the best decisions of my life. It was so scary. It took me months to unpack it. And I kept taking the steps forward. Like I decided to move to Vancouver before I really decided to launch a business here. I looked at jobs. I looked at what I could do. You know, I, I like, there were so many things that came in different orders, but spirit would be like, okay, now's your time to quit. Okay. I quit. 
um, I went back up and I did my few weeks and, and I said goodbye to my colleagues and, you know, went back to my place and packed it up because we had we left so suddenly I had nothing with me. And, but it was such a big turning point. And so that's when I moved to Vancouver and launched my business. And, you know, a few months later, I met my husband. We didn't start dating for almost another year, but we kept crossing paths. And, you know, I, in Fort Mac, I had some incredible soul family up there. But in Vancouver, I found a community, you know, like I found like soul family community. So I, all of the things I was asking for in my darkest days came to fruition. And of course, it hasn't been total like blissful, like fairy tale oh, that's ending. Wonderful. You know? Like I, two years into my business, so two years ago, I burnt myself out completely and had to completely reset my business with Play Education BC, which is we teach dance and yoga dance play and yoga play in schools. And I had really bad adrenal fatigue. I was, I was tired all the time. I had built an incredible business and I was with my soulmate, but I was exhausted. And I was like, okay, so we're almost there, you know, which we never really get there. But, you know, I'd gotten so tied up in work, 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 and creating this that I had forgot to enjoy the journey. And so I really learned how to scale my business and how to delegate and how to step into how to bring joy back into my life and how to bring play and how to rejuvenate my energy in the last few years, which is then what, you know, over the last year, a few people reached out to me to coach with me because I've taken coaching and healing programs throughout the last 10 years. Like I'm obsessed with this whole world. So I'm always in a program and I, you know, I lead a team of instructors. I, you know, with network marketing, had a team of women who I coach. So I've always used it, but in not the traditional, like I'm a life coach sense or I'm a business coach sense. And so during this time I was like, yeah, I actually have the space and the energy now because my business is more automated and I only work a few hours a day max. Okay, cool. I can start like supporting other women to do this. And so I, I started doing that over the last year and I built, I, I launched an entrepreneurship, a mastermind for women because I saw there were so many of my friends who also had these incredible businesses that were burnt out. And I was like, there's something we're doing here. We're building our businesses so masculine. Do, 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 push, create, go, you know, 12 to 14 <laughs> hours a day so you succeed versus the feminine, which is like enjoy, attract your clients, be alignment with your soul, like magnetize, like very feminine, you know, be in sync with your womb cycle, your moon cycle, like all of these things that that actually nourish us as females. And so I launched a mastermind a year ago. And so over the last year, I'm like, oh, and I wrote, I was, I've just been reflecting on the year and I wrote in January that one of my goals was to really step into my coaching business more. And so, and I was feeling that as I was, you know, I have some really great coaches myself and I'm in some really incredible programs. And I was like, okay, this year in 2020 is going to be the year that I really step into coaching because I love it. And that my business is more automated and I have a, a business, man, like I have a manager that runs everything and I'm just more the high level for my other business. And I'm like, I just hope that it doesn't take a Fort McMurray cosmic two by four to, you know, like, there was a, that was kind of in the back of my mind and then COVID hit. And of course we teach dance programs in schools and schools shut down. And I was like, Oh, here we go again. Here it is. 
the cosmic two by four of COVID. And so that's when I stepped into this new business of like coaching and, you know, I I've created four businesses. So a, a bunch of women around me were like, I want to launch a business, but I don't know how. And so I created a program called passion to action to help people build businesses because I was like, this is something I know how to do. I've done it before. I know what works, what doesn't work, what's masculine, what's feminine and how to build a business in alignment. So I've just been totally following spirits guidance, but also realizing something like COVID is a cosmic two by four to wake us up. And I'm watching as so many people around me are experiencing the same thing. We've been given this great pause right? Where we're looking at our lives. What's actually working? Does the job I'm working at actually light me up? Does the relationship I'm in actually feed my soul? Do the people I'm around actually, and we've literally been given the chance to sit with ourselves and go inside and figure out what is actually working in our lives. So I just feel like this, this has been a cosmic two by four for so many people. No, right. Wow. That's, it sounds phenomenal. And yeah what do you like the most about what it is that you do what's your favorite part I love connecting with women and I love seeing people really light up when they get clear on what it is that they're here to do on the planet when when I help them get clarity and also I I mean, I've, like I said, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. My dad's an entrepreneur. My uncles are very successful entrepreneurs. So I I can see, I can see where people's gifts are and how to be like, this is a viable business. This is an incredible business. You could do this. And they look at me and they're like, I can do that. That's a business. Are you sure? And it's both equally exciting and terrifying because it's everything that they've ever wanted to do. And they're like, what? Like this is possible. And then just seeing as people are starting to take steps, like the women in the passion to action program are actually taking powerful steps and their businesses are flourishing and they're launching and they're getting them off the ground and, and just watching that progression and seeing as the possibilities for their life are opening up. And it sounds like you get a real, like a real accomplishment and a real feeling of, happiness just walking alongside of their journey oh my gosh it's the best it is the best thing ever I love it so much and seeing people create like open up to what's possible in life you know like yes we live in a world where it 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 can be very we can be plugged into the matrix of go 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 I have to do this (laughs) I have to keep up with right and to be like let's open the vision And they start to experience what limitless possibility is where it's like, I can do this and this, I could try this and that I could go here and there. Yes. We're the ones that limit ourselves, you know, and it all starts with that first step that we talked about in the beginning was giving starts with you. Once you're there, you can then help others and continue to help others. And then it just goes around the world. You know, people are more open to situations. They're more open to ideas. They set their priorities differently. It just, it all comes together. Absolutely. Yeah. I love what you're doing. This sounds fantastic. So where, um, thank you. Yeah. So where can we find you? Can you um, give us some of your plugins for your social media or your website? Where can we find you? Yes, of course. So my web. 
my website is brookyancey.com. So that's B-R-O-O-K-E-Y-A-N-T-Z-I.com. My Facebook is Brooke Jillian Yancey. Um, and my social media, my Instagram is also at Brooke Jillian Yancey. And then I have a private Facebook group called Ignite Your Fire. And that's for, yeah, it's a activation lounge for spiritual entrepreneurs. So really, I love that. It's so, yeah, it's so (laughs) much fun. We, I do card readings, I do channelings and all different things in there. It's kind of like my inner circle. And it's like a gift for them to start healing, like a gift, an invitation for them to start um, thinking of themselves, right? It sounds very relaxing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's pretty awesome. That's it's fantastic. a pretty incredible community. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. And I'd love to learn more about your trips too to Kenya. You taught me a lot. Thank you so much. And I know that the listeners right now are have all these you know, wonderful tips and tools that they can start their new journey as well. I mean, you talked about so many great things and the desire and purpose and trusting in the bigger plan and all these, yeah, all these tools that I think will really help us. And I really appreciate you coming and opening up with your stories and, you know, telling us how you did it, which is amazing, girl. You sound like you're, you're being so successful within your own life not just in business, but you sound happy and you sound fulfilled and you really sound like you're in alignment with what you really are meant to do. Thank you. I definitely feel that to the core of my being. Oh, that's wonderful. In alignment, in alignment with my soul. Yes. And my soul's work for sure. And now you've inspired me to go into the woods. I think I'm going to go for a walk. Please do. I think I will. I've been indoors all day, so I think I'm going to do that. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.